Welcome to Self-Confidence Unboxed, Owning Your Truth. I'm here to demystify self-confidence, break through the BS and hacks, and get to the heart of what is holding you back. By owning and living your truth, you show up more confident, self-assured, empowered in your relationships, work, and life. But what if you can play bigger in your life, make an impact rather than just sitting on the sidelines to get out of your own head and into your life? I'm your host, Angela Powell. Let's get started. Well, hello, hello. And the holidays are upon us. How are you guys doing? How have you been the last couple weeks? It's been pretty adventurous over here. It's been great. Over in the United States, we just got through celebrating Thanksgiving and where we would all come together, really focus on what we are grateful for, what we're thankful for, and be able to spend time with family and truly let it be a gluttonous day. Basically, we just ate until we were about to bust and then we fell asleep. That's pretty much how it goes. And for some of uh, the United States, also cheers on our um, American football teams. So Anyway, I know that I have some listeners from around the world, so that is Thanksgiving in a nutshell. <laughs> I know that sometimes it can be stressful and it can be painful and frustrating, and I want to talk about that and talk about how how it manifests in our life when we are um, dealing with that how we are emotionally, what our thoughts are, and then how we act out in that, um, thus the manifestation, and then how we can be more aware so that it's not as painful and is not as frustrating and it is not as stressful for everybody. So what happens is that we tend to find ourselves just interacting with people and a little bit more, and we're being in situations that can trigger us and just stress us out. And you know, we may feel melancholy and apathetic even, or you're feeling lost and stuck and depressed. Well, you find yourself thinking on paper, you shouldn't have anything to be depressed about or to be melancholy about or even apathetic. There must be something wrong with me. Life shouldn't be that way. You could also be missing a loved one, a loved one um, from loss. It could be from a breakup, a divorce, they're moved far away, or they've even passed away and they're no longer with us on this earth. You may find yourself thinking, I should have already moved on by now. You may be longing for the past and being nostalgic, and it's more painful than a happy nostalgia. And you're wishing and hoping that that it should be, or you want it to be the way it used to be. Thinking it shouldn't be like this. It's not supposed to be like this. They're not supposed to be gone, or they're not supposed to be with another family or another girlfriend or um, husband or whatever. I'm not supposed to be alone. All of these things and all of those thoughts just seem to make you feel worse. In all aspect, it makes you feel worse. So when then when you feel worse, then you have shame that you feel that way. And so you beat yourself up. You could be eating yourself into an oblivion, um, getting that food hug, 
be able to just numb yourself with food, numb yourself with alcohol, numb yourself with Netflix, all of the things. You could numb yourself with work. You could be showing up in ways that you could show up as being angry and short-tempered and snarky and defensive, blaming everything and everyone around you for the way that the way that you feel. But I want to end up telling you that it's natural to feel those ways. It's natural to be that because you're experiencing the whole human condition. What the thing is, what the problem can possibly be is your thoughts. Nine times out of 10, it's your thoughts. Actually, 99.9% of the time, it's your thoughts that's creating this. I was having a conversation. I love her so much. And she's telling me that someone that she knows, he's so blunt that he ends up hurting other people's feelings. Um, I said, honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. No one and nothing can hurt anybody's feelings. It's your thoughts about it that create that hurt and that pain and that feeling of judgment and that feeling of condemnation or um, any kind of pain. It's your thoughts about it. He's not inflicting that upon you. It's how you're taking it, how you're thinking about it, how you're making that mean something. And she didn't agree with me. And I said, look, here's the thing. And I ended up going through the fact that maybe he could use work on his delivery. But wouldn't you rather have someone telling you the truth of what they believe and what they think? And how they feel about themselves and about the situation? Or do you want this politeness to happen and just everybody be angry and have that just vibration underneath that you just are just clenched teeth kind of person underneath, but you're being sweet and syrupy. Y'all, I'm in the South. I know how that is. And honestly, I'm tired of it. And so I, I told her that I embraced that, that I would much rather him be sharp with me and tell me how he feels, because at least I know how he is. I said, for me, with people being so polite, because she's insanely polite and I love her to death, but I have to use so much brain power to be able to figure out and suss out what she means, right? So you could tell she's trying to be nice. She's being very, very sweet, but you can read that there's another emotion that she's holding back. And so I have to look at that, hear what she's having to say, decipher that along with the, um, what she is ended up presenting me with her body language and with her face and her tonality. And then I have to end up cross referencing that to what I know about her and then be able to go, okay. And then in the situation, contextually be able to apply that. And, she, and I was telling her about that. She says, that sounds exhausting. I said, exactly. I would much rather have someone tell me boldly and do that. And I said, with you telling him that he 
needs to be nicer, you're asking him to, and not say the things that he has to say, you're asking him to be somebody that he's not. And you're trying to control the situation. And for you to think that he's going to end up more than likely thinking, okay, you're asking to change me so that you don't have to end up changing you. There has to be work on both sides. And I'm totally getting off on a tangent here, but I think it needs to be said is the fact that for those that are um, more blunt and can end up just saying what they say, yeah, we could all end up working on maybe our delivery a little bit better to um, apply it to the audience that is in front of us. Maybe we can end up being able to not really soften it, but to be able to share it in, in a way that they know that we're saying it out of love rather than just trying to be hurtful. And I think that we should all be that way. I don't care what your demeanor is in your life. But then on the other side of that, the people that are getting hurt by that, we shouldn't ask those that are blunt to stop being blunt because they care enough about you or they care enough about themselves that they're going to be true to themselves and show up. Even if I end up softening and express with love, that doesn't mean that they're not going to get their damn feelings hurt. Their feelings are still going to be hurt because they're still going to have the mentality and the thought process behind what they're listening to. And then they're filtering it through their own thoughts and judgments about themselves and about life to be able to interpret it the way that they're going to interpret it. So it's not my job to be able to control other people's feelings, nor is it anyone else's job to control someone else so that they don't hurt your feelings. That's a truth bomb right there, y'all. Damn, that's good. Because if you're asking someone else to not be themselves so that it doesn't hurt you or offend you, but it's okay for you to be you, there's a problem there. We should all be able to have compassion, not only for ourselves, but for those around us. And whenever you end up coming in, and I haven't quite addressed it yet, so I'm going to address it now. So you're getting your feelings hurt by someone else ended up um, talking to you and being true to themselves, or even if they're trying to be snarky and bitchy and mean. If you end up taking that as a personal affront, there's a couple things at play here that you, I suggest you look at. One is that first, is that something that you truly believe about yourself on some level? And sometimes it's hard to face in the mirror what other people see in us. We'd like to be able to put on a nice front. We all do. Even the blunt ones. But sometimes we don't like to hear and see what other people see. And then also... When you end up having that and you're asking them to be softer because you don't want to be offended, why are you trying to control someone else? 
How is that helping the honesty and the situation and the, and the uh, relationship that you have, not only with yourself, but with the person that is there? If it's a loved one, how is that helping when either one of y'all are trying to control the other? How is it helping the fact that whenever she's fearful of what they're going to say because they're offending or whatever, the exact thing that she's fearful of and that she wants this connectiveness, but because she wants to end up changing her, changing um, that man to where he's not as blunt, to where it doesn't hurt herself or someone else's feelings because she's afraid of that. What that's actually going to produce and manifest in your life or in her life is the fact that it's going to create a divide and it's going to do the exact opposite of what she wants, but it's going to produce what she fears. Because what we are focusing on our fear and trying to control that situation with fear as the spirit that is driving that, that is a self-fulfilling prophecy of what you're thinking. That's what you're going to produce. Damn, another truth bomb, y'all. I am on fire. No, actually, the thing is, is that she has this manual that everybody should be polite because that's the way she was raised. And I'm not going to argue with that. But what I'm going to ask and, and be able to put out there is that if this resonates with you, is that serving you? You can use that as an excuse. Well, that's the way I was raised. But is it serving you? Is it giving you the relationships that you want? I don't know about you, but I see in the world this call and hunger for authenticity, transparency, and this deeper connectiveness. And when we are being polite, and when we are being controlling of others so that we don't offend others, or that we don't want others to offend us. And so we try to control what they say, rather than trying to control our mind and our feelings, and what we make it mean. When we do that, it's creating a divisiveness, is putting a chasm in there. And it's giving you the exact opposite of what you want, but it's giving you what you fear. How's that for you? Hey, thanks for joining me here on Self Confidence Unboxed, Owning Your Truth. If you like what you hear and this is home for you, then I invite you to go to AngelaPowellCoaching.com forward slash get started. Schedule an epiphany call with me. This is where we get to be able to sit, chat, hear about what's going on. I can see where you are now, where you want to be. And I can help you be able to navigate how to get there. And you can walk away with a tool that you can implement now. Also, if you know of anybody that could be useful to listen to this podcast, I want you to share it with someone that you love. And you can also reach out to me on the socials, Instagram and Facebook at Angela Powell Coaching. All right, guys, y'all have a great day and Go forth and be awesome. Bye, y'all.